Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. This is not a democracy. It's a cheerocracy. I'm sorry, but I'm overruling you. Hello. And welcome to romanticcomedycommentary.com, or Sarah likes to call it. Romcomcom.com. And on this show, we dive into romantic comedies. We don't just talk about the movies. We talk about what they mean to us. That's true. And this week, that vehicle is going to be a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> the 2000 classic, <laughs> Bring It On. There you go. Oh, this movie is so so good. Oh, wow. It spawned five sequels, Sarah. Well, yeah, that's... A lot. And a Broadway show. And a Broadway musical. Yeah. Yeah. With music by your favorite. I just can't believe that. He must just like everything he touches is golden. Lin-Manuel. It's, yeah. I mean, My best friend. Now, I liked it. I assume that you liked it. At large, people did not like this. At first, right? (laughs) Well, it had a yeah. not great critical reception. Yeah, I mean, like I think it grossed sixteen grand in its first weekend. Not good. Really? Mm-hmm. It says its box office total is ninety point five. Yeah, I bet yeah. this. I bet this crushed it on DVDs. Yes. I, yeah. Uh, by the end of the year, or by the something, it was like sixty eight million or something, <laughs> and then then overseas sales and all that. Well, it's six out of ten on IMDb, sixty three percent Rotten Tomatoes, fifty two percent Metacritic, but ninety percent Google users. I yeah. think this is one of those movies that it is like you saw it in high school, and we're right at the age we were like freshman sophomores mm-hmm. when this came out two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like the sweet spot of, mm-hmm. of teen romantic comedies. Like we mm-hmm. grew up in what we were, may be the new golden yeah. age. Yeah. If we had like this and, and uh, can't hardly wait. Oh, mm-hmm. can't wait to get to that. And never been kissed. Never been kissed. Yeah. Uh, God, what was the one, the one that taught women that men have to bring the beauty out of them, kicking and screaming. Um, she's hmm. all that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks that. But, Is that a Shakespeare? Maybe. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what he one. He wrote She's All That? Yeah, Shakespeare. Did they like, find He's it in a time capsule? way ahead of his time. Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> Before we move on, I do want to just put it out there. How much I do like this movie. Uh, I, in fact, own this on DVD, <laughs> which you learned when you said, let's watch Bring It On. And I said, I don't have to rent it. I have it on DVD. And I have that thanks to a wonderful man I met uh, in high school named Grogan, who was roommates with my cousin, who Just I walked in on old, watching it. Oh, Grogan? this is Grogan? Uh, I don't He's probably like... When you saw this? I when? Would, how old was he? How old was he? Probably at the time. mid-20s. Okay. Mid-20s at the time. And I walked in on That's it. Better. We went to see my cousin. He wasn't there, but we walked in and Grogan's just sitting on the couch watching it, mm-hmm. engrossed. We, what are you watching, man? Bring it on. It, why? This movie's fucking awesome. And he just turned <laughs> back and that was it. And so I went and watched it and I went, this man is a genius. And I, <laughs> and I went and bought it immediately. This 25-year-old is, is... But it's just such an enjoyable <laughs> movie. And like yeah. the pacing of it, uh, the director said that he purposely kept the pacing very uh, fast Quick. to almost make it feel like it, you were mm. talking to a cheerleader and the cheerleader was telling you a story and there's everything yeah. was upbeat and go, 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 it's go, compelling. go. It, the thing that caught me in it though on this watch, <clears throat> and this is, you know, me as an adult watching mm-hmm. it, I was going, where the hell, they're never in class hardly. They were in, yeah. there's one scene in class, there's never a teacher. What are these children doing at school? Well, they don't focus on that part. Well, they did, but I never caught that when I was you know younger but there really is like they mentioned school in the beginning that torrance is Mm -hmm. bad at school she meets no she's smart but i thought they said she always way too much time cheerleading yeah she always has like academic freakouts Mm -hmm. and then she her meet cute is in class yeah and then that's it for class Mm -hmm. we do not see a teacher the rest of the film we do we see one teacher when she announces that uh the the love interest is the yeah there's no cheerleading coach Wait, you're right. There Isn't is no cheerleading coach. It's strange. Because Big Red's just like... Now we do it like this. So Torrance, Kirsten Dunst, Torrance becomes the captain. And then she, it's like up to her. That's it. 
And then mm. she, oh, there's just so much good stuff in this movie. Oh, wait. It, you know what? Before we dive too much into it, for someone that maybe hasn't seen this wonderful piece of cinema, do you want to give a one minute or under just very quick summary of what's going on in it? Sure. So Torrance is having a dream, panic dream. This is all this raunchy cheering that she doesn't get to be captain. She wakes up, she goes to cheer practice, and she does become the captain. Uh, the former captain sets it all up for her and then goes to college. Her boyfriend also leaves for college. She goes to class. She's not doing all that well in school. And a new kid walks in and he's kind of cute and he likes her, but she still has this stupid college boyfriend. And then they're trying out cheerleaders for the team. And this girl walks in. She's super sassy and doesn't care about them at all, but she has a gymnastics background. And Torrance sees something in her and decides to... Um, bring her onto the squad because it's not a cheer or it's not a democracy. It's, it's a, a cheerocracy. <laughs> and she's a cheer-tater. <laughs> and then she finds out from the new girl, Eliza Dushku, that their cheers have been stolen from an inner city, mostly black high school. So Com- they, Compton. East Compton. I Compton. Believe. Yeah. So the they East go Compton down Focus. there and, and she realizes that Big Red has been stealing the fucking cheers from these girls. Gabrielle Union is in charge of that squad and she's like we're gonna go to competition this year and you're gonna have to deal with the fact that you're copying all of our cheers she has a total crisis is trying to learn new cheers trying to be honest everybody wants her to cheat her boyfriend's a douchebag they go to regionals they try out these new cheers it's kind of a mess and then they finally manage to get to nationals but of course the Clovers the all black team is there too and they have to compete against them in the finals. Meanwhile, she's kind of like slow burning this thing with Eliza Dushku's brother, Jesse Bradford, and her dumbass boyfriend. It ends up, should I tell the ending? Yeah. It ends up that they come in second to the Clovers, which is totally well-deserved. She breaks up with her stupid boyfriend. She ends up with Jesse, and she's happy because she's honest and try their best. It's a movie from 2000, Sarah. Mm-hmm. If someone is listening to a podcast about it yeah. and hasn't seen it, it's from 2000, <laughs> shame on you. You deserve to have it ruined. Oh, yeah. It's such a good movie, though. Yeah. Can I ask you one question, though? Sure. What's up with Elijah Dushku's hair when she starts out? <laughs> is that... That's so just like but, late 90s but shit. But it's not... What is it? It's not dreadlocks. Know. It's Can you explain it's like to gel. me... It's has been it? like finger curled. So she just like finger curled with gel. Because yeah. I, I dig it. it. It's like kind of a gone in 60 seconds look. Like what? Those are dreadlocks. Angelina Jolie These, these shit. are like... They're like fake dreadlocks. It was like a very time and place weird no, thing No, like I'm to way do. into it. I'm not at all saying I'm not into it. I just am literally saying I don't understand the I don't think you mecha- should be into oh, it. Well, I am. I'm into a lot of things that I shouldn't be. <laughs> I just, that was like, okay, from 1999 to 2001, this is something girls can do with their hair when they're looking like kind of alternative and cool. I'm just literally saying, I don't understand the mechanics involved, <laughs> how you get that look. So you're gel thinking some sort of, of gel hair. and then yeah, just twirl and it. Yeah, and finger curl it. Yeah. I would be... I, I would be a terrible girl for a multitude of reasons, but I'd be bad at hair. I always think of though, you see those, like there was that one dad that he started a class to teach other single dads how to do their mm, daughter's yeah. hair. And I always think like, Oh, I would, ab- I, even if I took something like that, I would still be terrible at it. Cause when I had long hair, yeah. I used to have hair past my shores. I would try to see if I could, like braid my hair yeah. like you know uh french braid well you can't do it to yourself very oh you can't no oh okay i always assume that girls could then how do girls show up places with it all like whoop someone else did it really yeah. okay well you've just i mean bo- some girls can certainly it's a skill but in general no you've just blown my world wide open <laughs> i just i used to date a girl that would ha- she had the most intricate hair at the end after we were going out she'd like always put it up but it would be rather intricate and Hmm. whenever we'd get done doing whatever and she'd start taking about bobby pins i mean i Mm -hmm. swear this girl would take out 50 bobby pins oh yeah i mean she was really good at 200 out of my hair for my wedding really yeah doesn't that hurt yeah oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) isn't it heavy to some extent Mm, not if you do it right wow secure but 
200 bobby pins. I don't remember your hair from the photos I've seen of your mm-hmm. wedding. The photos. Maybe it was I've seen Julie. No, it was Brian's sister's wedding. My hair was a lot simpler. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember you having 200 bobby pin hair. No. I mean, it looked nice, but it didn't mm-hmm. look complicated. Yeah. I also do want to point out that the director said during the commentary that he wanted to make Big Red as she showed up throughout the film seem like a bigger and bigger personality. (laughs) So they made her boobs look bigger in every scene as the movie went on. Does that make your personality bigger? Uh, I think he just wanted to make her seem bigger. I don't know. Boombastic. I don't Mm. know. I'm just telling you what he... Bombastic? Mr. Bombastic. (laughs) You're saying it like you have a a Jamaican accent. Yeah. It's bombastic. (laughs) No. I believe in the islands we say bombastic. Okay. Either way, uh, he made her boobs get bigger in like every scene. Mm. And in my head canon, she got pregnant at some point. And like, so that way when you watch the movie, you're like, wait, is she wearing baggy clothing? Is that... Is she hiding a bump? Is that is Ew. it there? So that's my head cannon. I don't like uh, that. You don't like that? No. Eh, and like I would like to point out, the freshman fifteen is a much more likely <laughs> scenario. Did you put on a fresh freshman fifteen? I don't think I did. I definitely gained weight, and then I noticed it in mm. March, and I was like, I got to get my shit together, and then I like went back down because I don't remember that I did. But also, like, I wasn't out drinking as much. Yeah. You know, or as much. I wasn't drinking at all freshman year. So I think that maybe is why I did lead a very sedentary life and I lived at the top of that hill. Mm -hmm. So that caused me to get a lot of walking up and down at the very least. Sedentary life means you sat around a lot. I did. But then you said, and I lived at the top of that hill. Well, other than other than walking up and down the hill, I, yeah, I guess I'm thinking of <laughs> I, I, the two are, I walked up and down the hill, but then I didn't do anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would gain weight in the summers because I worked up in northern Michigan and we took golf carts everywhere and I just <laughs> drank every night <laughs> and then I'd come back to UD and lose weight in the fall. Wow, that is the exact opposite of how it usually <laughs> yeah. works. I've been working nonstop on this house that I'm working on and I haven't drank but once since the new year. So almost coming up on two months-ish, month and a half, I've only had one night of drinking mm-hmm. and that was light. My pants do not stay on <laughs> without a belt at this point. And it's, I keep thinking of that scene in Parks and Rec when Chris Pratt is all of a sudden really skinny when he was doing mm-hmm. uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it was. He's like, Andy, how'd you lose so much weight? He's like, well, I quit drinking beer. He's like, how much beer were you drinking? He's like, too much, apparently. That, that's kind of what it feels like to me. Yeah. So no, That's true in real life, too. It, well, I mean, that's what I'm seeing myself mm-hmm. just waste away into this chiseled. <laughs> waste away into <laughs> this Adonis. <laughs> Wasting away to a carved marble Wasting body. Wasting away into a real hottie. <laughs> My favorite character in the movie is Justin, the little brother, because he does a jump fart on her. And I think and that is... Because his name is Justin. And because he has a sick name. <laughs> and he burns her at left and right. Like yeah. the, When she says... He's such oh, a you jerky were, little brother. I was listening on the phone. Maybe it's time you get her her own phone because she's so mature. <laughs> so I like that. Oh, I'm glad I don't have a brother. Little or big. <laughs> I I think seeing you with a brother relationship would be very interesting. Yeah. I think so. You and your sister seem to have fun with each other. I think seeing you with that, that little bit more antagonistic would be interesting. Uh, I don't think it would be good. <laughs> I would fight with him exactly. a lot. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying it would be necessarily fun for you. I'm <laughs> saying it would be fun for the onlookers and the people who get to hear the tales. Great. Uh, he jump farted on me this one time. <laughs> threw him outside. So her boyfriend in this, Torrance's boyfriend, is mm-hmm. a total D-bag yes. from moment one. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think he pulls up to pick her up in a Geo Metro, mm. which also, that doesn't really fit. They're from a very affluent school in a very affluent neighborhood, and he shows up in a Geo Metro, yeah. but it's not meant to be like a cheap car he's showing up in. Like, it's a clean Metro. Or not a Metro. It's not a Metro. It's a Geo. Uh, it's like Prism? their little SUV thing they had. Was it a prison? Maybe. I don't know. Whatever Geo had like a little SUV mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but it's like Because he's clean. a douchebag. That's why. And even how he talks to the parents. Mm-hmm. They just, think he's like gay or something. He very well. It, something is something is off about him. She goes to kiss him. He's like, not in front of the parental yeah. units. Does that worry you at all, though, seeing a scene 
like that, knowing that you're going to have a daughter show up and say the words, this is my boyfriend, Todd. Like, are you are you dreading that moment that maybe one of your daughters will bring home someone that when well, they yeah. leave, you're just like, that was a total wiener. I'm not saying a yeah. bad guy or a mean guy, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, if they just bring home someone that you're like, ugh, he is boring. <laughs> He's the worst. Yeah, we'll definitely cross that bridge when we come to it, but... Uh, I don't necessarily spend a lot of time thinking about that right now. <laughs> I remember one time I dated a girl and we broke up and I, after the requisite amount of time had passed that my mother knew we were not going to be getting back together, I mm-hmm. still just remember she made some weird comment like, you don't still talk to that girl, do you? And I was like, no, not a, not at all. Good. I didn't like her coming around with her little outfits. Then she oh, just like wow. walked out of the room and it and I was like, huh. <laughs> solid burn, mom. Wow. <laughs> like, never said anything while we were dating. And huh. that's all she, I think that's the worst thing she's ever said about someone I've dated, uh, in any way, shape, or form. Wow. Yeah. And as a whole, I've dated wonderful people, so she has very little bad to say. I mean, that probably really was the worst Plus, thing she'd say. Plus, that's nice of your mom. I feel like I would talk a lot more shit than your mom. It's got to be hard. When you think. Yeah. I mean, you do need to think of this. It's going to be coming up on you in like 10 years. <laughs> You're telling me I need to think about it like you know. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> let's no, let's hash this out right now. <laughs> so, what's the requisite amount of time do you think as a parent before you can trash? I don't know. I'm not ever going to figure that out. Well, I would just wing it. So, okay, but for me then, what if I wanted to know? What Should I wait like... It's got to be longer than two weeks. Does well, it, yeah, <laughs> but it can't be a okay. It can't. It, it almost three needs, months. It almost it almost needs to be a proportion of the relationship. Like sure. For every a quarter. For like every week that you dated a day, maybe. So like, if you dated a year, you'd have to wait a month and a half to trash sure. them. But see, then once you get past the year and you're talking like a long-term relationship, like a three or four year thing. What if you just trash them from the beginning? You could, but then that creates like a, then that creates a weird rift and can actually, if it's your kid you're talking about, drive you further into their arms. Drive them further into his Yeah, 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 yeah. into his waiting sleazy arms. Hmm. Huh. I'm going to have to think about this. We'll address right. this in a, f- you a future can episode. This out. But I kind of like my <laughs> one day for every week. And then, ooh, that's it. It's one day for every week until you pass uh, maybe like a year. And, and then it becomes like three months mandatory. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like one one week for ev- I'm never gonna use any of this advice. <laughs> but we're we're coming up with it together. This isn't advice, Sarah. This is us coming up with an answer. This is me disagreeing with you on every level. Okay, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Let's see. The movie takes sexual assault pretty Jesus. Pretty uh, lackadaisical. I know. God, <laughs> what the fuck? Are we talking about the probably the the, the shocker up yeah, the wazoo yeah how he talks about that he lifts the girl yes and, and like puts a finger in her while he's like holding her up yeah like what the fuck that made me profoundly uncomfortable when yeah. i watched it the first what a time. great movie that you love so much okay so one part i mean not everything's gonna age perfectly i doubt everything in citizen kane holds up to yeah this i'm day. sure there's a lot of finger banging in citizen kane <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, you don't remember that famous finger banging scene in Citizen Kane? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, that's where Rosebud comes from. Yeah. The sled. The sled was the, a sexual assault machine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that part, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that would not fly today with the same reactions. I think they could no. do it, but it would have to be like the next scene is him in the principal's office and then being led out of the school. Uh, or in the cops and yeah that's what i'm saying like they'd show repercussions not just like her acting somewhat pleasured and then hitting him on the shoulder lightly yeah that was was the implication they were dating maybe no okay just just i'm trying to make this better Um, i hate him (laughs) (laughs) but the gay guy is super cute he looks like he could be an a hemsworth like he looks like Liam Hemsworth's gay brother. <laughs> Did you notice that the way they got kind of around the car wash scene being 
as creepy as oh yeah the car wash scene how creepy are car washes but, the car but that the whole thing was supposed to be filmed by like it was supposed to be his camera filming it like he was the guy filming the car wash no. and so that was supposed to somehow lighten the mood yeah because most of them were underage who goes to uh, or number one high school car washes are a thing oh I, yeah because I, 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 I see occasionally a school around here doing one mm-hmm. but like who goes it, but they they aren't like sexy car washes. They're like they're just wearing like t shirts and shorts. And I'm like that's all good. If mm-hmm. I pulled up to a high school car wash where they're oh, all I've in seen bikinis, cheerleaders all wearing like short shorts and and um, sports bras. That would make me, I think, profoundly uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not a good idea. I would that would deter me from pulling in. There. Yeah. Now, granted. If I was in high school, I would do the move that her love interest pulls, where he just gets his car as dirty as possible and then pulls in. Mm. I would do that. Yeah. But as an adult, no. Hmm. I would not go anywhere near that. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle Union and Kirsten Dunst were both cheerleaders in high school. Really? Mm-hmm. She was 17 when she did this movie, I think? Yeah. Kirsten Dunst? And Gabrielle Union was... I have no idea. 27. What? Yeah. By far the oldest. Okay. What you just said does bring up a point. This movie almost feels like a spiritual successor to Clueless in a way. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it, I can see e- that. Even just like the pacing of it, mm-hmm. just the way High it displays. School terminology. Yeah. The, the whole world that it creates. Yeah. And there's even not quite as high fashion as, as that, but it is like a very fashionable world that mm-hmm. they're in yeah. everybody's rich and like you just said mm-hmm. stacy dash was also in her mid-20s when she did mm-hmm. clueless and uh alicia silverstone was 16 crack. or 17 yeah, yeah. To, that's what this felt like to me was clueless in the 2000s ish i mean not clueless exactly as cheerleaders yeah clueless is because it has the same i was thinking that too it has the same moral character torrance shipman as Alicia Silverstone's character, good, good girls with good hearts at the bottom of it in a world that is constantly trying to make them take the easy route. And they're, you know, she wants to do what's right. She wants to compete against the best. She doesn't want to steal cheers. She wants to compete against the team that really has the great cheers and she wants the authenticity and she wants the action, you know, the, the integrity of it. Mm. And people keep being stupid and trying to push her in, you know, different directions. And she stays true to herself and she ends up with a dude that is, you know, actually good who has integrity like her. Mm. And it's another movie where there's no villain exactly. Like everybody, there's not a bad, yeah, there's not, not a, a specific bad villain. Yeah, I mean, Big Red, I would say, is the most villainous, villainous and but, her boyfriend is pretty bad. But even just like as but far there's as there's no the, foil, she doesn't have a foil. Yeah, okay, yeah. I guess that's what I'm kind of getting mm-hmm. at. And also, both main characters could very, very easily, if if just their lines written a little bit differently, be easily hateable. Oh, but for sure. But they are both infinitely mm-hmm. lovable. And, and they're likable people, yeah. too. Yeah. But I mean, like, both America's are... America's sweetheart type girls. But both are over-the-top privileged and rich mm-hmm. and, and oblivious to certain things, mm-hmm. but then are just so sincere and... and like mm-hmm. how uh, Torrance goes to her dad and is like you know can you get the company to yeah, sponsor you them have to do this. that felt like yeah. a real share move to me oh for sure like her, you know when she's yeah. like but daddy but what if they <laughs> are so, daddy some people lost everything as she's taking her skis <laughs> out for the pismo beach disaster yeah. that's what that felt like to me yeah, absolutely so i think that uh yeah it has a very similar vibe yeah and also just even the soundtrack how well it kind of fit to that time period mm-hmm. same as clueless it's like a snapshot yeah of what was going on then. what were some of those songs what were some of those songs um mm-hmm. ch- ch- i don't actually even know the names of some of these but i mean like i know the songs mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, of course it has to have um, Hey Mickey, but redone that. by I, an, another band. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal favorite is Mest. What's the dealio? Mm-hmm. What's the dealio? Dealio? What's the da 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 deal? There's some 41s <laughs> in there, too. There she goes. Is that the there she goes? I hope so. Performed by the getaway people? No, that is... U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You, you ugly. ugly. Yeah, yeah. You, you ugly. ugly. We taught, we've been singing the um, Burr It's Cold in Here so much that June now goes, oh wee, oh wee, oh wee. Did you notice in the movie when they showed the um, uh, Rancho, Rancho Carne mm-hmm. high school team doing mm-hmm. that, that they kind of, I don't want to say dumb down the dance, but the, but it was delivered in a lot less yeah. exuberant fashion. And oh, then when for they sure. showed the other. And it wasn't as. They were like, what did they do that was different? They didn't do oe oe oe. They did like, oh, it was it was lamer basically. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Is yeah. it was like like, like white they people doing it. it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Which I thought was great and very accurate. Oh, so Rancho Carne is basically loosely translated as meat beef ranch. ranch or meat ranch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Rancho Carne. We said that they did most of this movie. At San Diego State. Yeah. yeah, well, just in San Diego. Yeah, San mm-hmm. Diego. And that everything there had these vaguely uh, Mexican names, mm-hmm. but that made no sense or you couldn't understand yeah. them. So it was just like, why don't we just name it something goofy? So it was kind of like their own inside joke that it was like <laughs> the meat ranch. Yeah, that's good. I think the part about this movie that I think... M- it was a missed opportunity. What? Was when they realized that their routines are stolen, mm-hmm. they end up having to hire at the last minute mm-hmm. a da- like a dance coach, a cheer coach Sparky. to Yeah, to give them a routine and teach them to them. So awful. Well, and he was originally written as um I think as a gay character, the director said. And mm-hmm. he was like, that's been done. Like Christopher Guest and Waiting for Guffman already did kind of you know, it's been done and better. Like the over the top fay kind of dance instructor. So yeah. he purposely steered away from that. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that. Sparky was okay. He was good. Mm-hmm. Picture though, in that role of the neurotic Picture a neurotic dance instructor, hyper intense Jason Manzukis. That yeah. make, that makes this movie. If you that make it fun. that kind of like, because this guy almost felt like, but also sh- totally incompetent. W- yeah, totally incompetent, yeah. but believed himself right. entirely. Because this guy mm-hmm. felt like the shill he was, and he knew it. Like I want a guy that doesn't understand he's a show <laughs> i want the guy that is so committed but being terrible yelling about mm. jazz fingers and i just I, I i know jason manzoukas is an easy one to go to and that would be now yeah. but i just thinking like that role should be that character should be what people walk away from this movie talking about <laughs> and it wasn't it was jason good. alexander <laughs> jason alexander would be great in it too yeah. it, it just needs to be so i do agree with jack black oh man <laughs> What about Eugene Levy's son? And I know I said oh, I didn't Dan? want to go with the gay thing, but I could see Dan Levy going in there. I don't know if he could pull off that that intensity. Like, yeah, that yeah, like ex- right. extremely strange yelling intensity. I'm trying to think who else would be really good in that role because <laughs> that was the one part to me that when it came to what if you did like in, a um, Jane Lynch like I could see Jane Lynch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That'd be kind of fun. That could be really funny, but would that be too cl- that might be too close to her doing like Sue Sylvester. But that was before. Well, I guess we are saying this is back in two thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Since Sue Sylvester would be too this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I like that guy. I thought it was a clever way to kind of add a twist to it too. Like they mm. had to hire a guy that was then selling the same routine know, all over. up and down. <laughs> yeah. And that it was and just it's such a horrible routine. Yeah. When he's but telling they're also desperate. Mm. How hard though? Is a, is a cheer routine to come up with. Well, according to the high school cheer association or whatever the hell, most of the moves they did are actually illegal. You can't throw someone more than two body lengths high in the air. You can't do head over feet um, uh, flips. You can't be like, like inverted or... Yeah, it's too dangerous. So they don't let them do that in high school. So a lot of this is like way pumped up. 
Really? Yeah. They are having a cheerleading competition in just a few weeks here in Columbus at the Arnold. The Arnie. So we may need to go stop by it and take a couple photos yeah. with, uh, uh, well, the judges. I would feel yeah. very awkward we walking up to a high yeah. schooler and asking, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey. Let's not take any pictures at that now that, I, now that I'm saying it out loud. We can just take a picture next to the sign. Yeah, that would be a lot better because the sign, you know. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's inanimate. Well, in cheerleading, like, is a brutal sport. I've become aware, mm-hmm. like, that it has lots as, of injuries and serious ones too. If yeah. you look at the the uh, what happens, it's not like mm-hmm. you know you stub your toe. It's like you tear your ACL yeah. or you know you crack Meniscus, your skull. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Going into that, hell, maybe that's why some schools don't have real competitive cheer yeah. teams they don't want to carry the insurance i that's think true. has to be a part of it there's i mean you need a ton of space and a lot and a lot and a lot of practice time and a big enough squad so there's a lot that's required and brian and i decided early on that we're not going to let emma do like gymnastics or cheerleading because neither of us want to sit through it <sighs> my very next note <laughs> literally my next note <laughs> i'd love to see brian as a hardcore cheerleading dad yeah, he'd that's never my do next that. note no. emma's already <sighs> asking after that movie after watching Man. bring it on with me she was like i want to be a cheerleader and i was like why don't you just play a sport <laughs> sarah he would be such a good cheer dad no you wouldn't he would be downstairs crafting routines no, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and it would be the same, like, four moves over and over again, but they'd I be wonderful. So. Mm. You don't think that Brian would go crazy? No. She- I do. Brian wouldn't be engaged with it at all. Brian doesn't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> I think this he would get into, though. I could, I, I, I'm, sorry, we're going to just have to disagree here. You're going to have to let Emma do well, considering the fact that I've had a personal conversation with him about it and you haven't. You, you don't know that <laughs> we've I'm never talked. You don't know that we've <laughs> never talked about bringing on. I think you're making an assumption I'm here, gonna Sarah. I'm going to go with maybe I know more than you. <laughs> no. Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up with him, okay, and if good. he would make a cheerleading routine, great. So I was looking through like rom coms that were originally Shakespeare plays, and I was pretty sure that this was a Shakespeare play. You know, it's like yeah. she's the man, um, ten things I hate about you, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is like a Shakespeare. This is based on a Shakespeare play. It totally isn't. It totally isn't. <laughs> no. Well, there could be a yeah. I could see it though. A Shakespeare play but being about like a stolen like work it? of art. Yeah. Uh, in in the vein that those other ones you've named do, and like Clueless yeah. is em- Emma. Yeah, Clueless. Yeah. Is it, Emma? I mean, just mm-hmm. in the same way that it feels like it's based on some sort of classic yeah. literature or a play. I'd go with that. Yeah. I could see a Shakespeare play being about a stolen work of art or a pirated work of art and then having to... Or performance, yeah. Yeah, and then panic at the last minute right. to to fix it. Yeah, and and like just the whole like competing with another person or another group that's perhaps... I mean, it almost feels a little bit like Merchant of Venice when... It's um, Shylock, the Jewish character, who's being wronged by, um, I can't remember the character. And it's like the whole element of racism that that's, I mean, Merchant of Venice is very much dealing with racism slash, uh, you know, religiousism or whatever, anti-Semitism. And that kind of, comes through here, which I think A.O. Scott had talked about in his review that at least they address racism in this movie, but they kind of maybe missed an opportunity to go a little bit stronger with it. But then it's like, that's not that, it's not that kind of movie. Well, he, he, this isn't <laughs> precious. Well, the the director actually did kind of <clears throat> mention that in the the commentary just saying that yeah i mean exactly what you said like we we touched on it it was mm-hmm. there but if we went further into that it wouldn't be what this movie was really about there's really i think he was aware of exactly what yeah. you're saying that there was kind mm-hmm. of a point where it's like you're making it into a thing that you're not right. trying to make right and the director seems really savvy he has done a ton of stuff he's done um 
Well, this was his first film, I believe. Was this his very first one? I. That's what he said in the commentary, oh. that it was his first one. Now... His name is Peyton Reed. And... Yeah, he did some random stuff. It was probably like his first big studio. The one. Wonderful World of Disney, The Weird Al, some Mr. Show stuff. Upright Citizens Brigade. And then, yeah, Bring It On was his first actual feature film. Oh, wow. He did both Ant-Mans. Yeah. Now that I'm reading that, it... And some new girl stuff? This movie feels like Paul Rudd dialogue. Really? Yeah, to me. That's funny. I mean, Paul Rudd totally fits in. Again, Clueless meets... Uh, yeah. Uh, bring it on. Oh. What? What? I got it. We talked about the dance instructor. Yeah. I, I know who Paul would kill Rudd? it. Not Paul Rudd. You're right. Jason Siegel. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, because that would, it wouldn't be over the top, but it could <laughs> mm-hmm. be like the intensity is there, the yeah. sincerity is there, but the bumbling <laughs> is also right there. Russell Brand could be fun, too. Russell Brand could be fantastic. He brings it. that, like, British gravitas, mm. complete bullshit into it. Man, he also directed The Breakup. Yeah, and mm. Yes Man. Ooh, Shaggy Dog. 1994 <laughs> and the love bug yeah oh he's actually had a decent career yeah he's been around yeah good for him yeah looks like a nice guy peyton reed peyton reed 54 years old raleigh north carolina born went to unc chapel hill he did mm-hmm. nice um let's see so the brother i like him he feels to me kind Jesse of see bradford Yes. Mm -hmm. He feels to me almost like Mark Ruffalo's character in 13 going on 30 in that he's at his young age. He's already just sincerely cooler than everybody else. (laughs) And that it's like the same way Mark Ruffalo is listening like talking heads and they were calling him a loser when he was in fact the coolest person. This guy's like kind of, I guess, painted as an outcast ish. He's new though. Yeah. He's kind of cool. He's still like, I don't think he was necessarily ever. painted as an outcast. He's just, I guess he was just meant to be painted more as like a punk outsider. So I yeah, I guess I mean. those guys are douchey to him, the first guy. Yeah, and he's listens to the class. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they were literally trying to paint him as a punk. I guess those t-shirts came directly from Peyton Reed's collection. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He, I feel like they cast him and Eliza Dushki really well because they're both very small, compact people. Yeah. With dark hair. Oh, and they came across as brother and sister. Yeah, they totally immediately. had that vibe. Yeah. But he's just so little. <laughs> I don't like it. When he's jumping around with the guitar playing I and love she's watching that. it. Well, because it was, it was cool that they Number had a... One, if you're oh, if your sister's friend who you kind of have a crush on is over for a sleepover, yeah, there's no way you're rocking out to a guitar solo that hard by yourself. Like, like you're aware without, of what's yeah. in the house. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either doing that for a reason. Well, my theory addressed to that, Sarah, would be this: that what? he got to see her doing a thing she loved in cheerleading. Maybe he wanted her to see him doing a thing that he loved, playing guitar. Know. But they make it appear as if he didn't... He's oblivious to what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the deal, too, about him being able to record, in theory, a fully fleshed out, fully Damn. studio recorded, per- <laughs> I mean, amazing demo? Is this yeah. kid a musical prodigy? Is that what the movie is really <laughs> skewing towards? He's just so into music. Well, they had to have a studio in their house, which they may yeah. have. They looked absolutely yeah. stinking loaded. I just, yeah. when he, she put that in and it kicked in and then <laughs> she got all amped up and she's back to love and cheerleading and all that. Yeah. Like, tell me more about how he got this song done. That's the part of the how movie that I really want to see. Yeah. Tell me more what about What are his that. resources? Uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, I like them as brother, sister. I thought that they worked really well. I liked when she gave him the little kind of pep talk of, you know, she's into you, Yeah, you know. Uh, be aggressive and that was her advice as far as him going after her because mm-hmm, they need to be aggressive be be aggressive going back to <laughs> is that really advice that you should give someone ever in chasing a girl they well, like if you're a wiener then yeah i mean but be be aggressive like i don't know maybe mm-hmm. that's just today's climate that comes across to me as like a well, bit much like don't assault her <laughs> i mean i'd like her to just be like be 
respectful. Be be respectful. Yeah. You know, that would have been a good a good cheer. <laughs> Let her make her own choices. Uh, do you know that I do have a bit of not cheerleading experience exactly, but I do have a mascot background? No. Have, have I ever told you this? Maybe. That in high school, uh, two good friends and I, uh, Jared, friend of the show, and Mike, who is on uh, mm-hmm. our Forgetting Sarah Marshall episode, there's an announcement that the cheerleading squad needed a mascot. Mm-hmm. And so all three of us showed up. We were like, we want to do this game together. And we don't know what the mechanics of that look like, but that's what <laughs> we want to do. And the cheerleading coach, without missing a beat, was just like, we have two, we were the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we have two older Eagle outfits from the 70s made of felt that a parent made in a closet. You can mm-hmm. use those and the actual Eagle outfit. And the the ones from the 70s were literally like these hats and made out of felt and fleece. And I mean, they were, they were really cool looking, but they mm-hmm. were so cheesy. But you could see your face. And then the Eagle outfit, it had a full mask, the actual mm-hmm. one. So we decided that we would trade off on who would be the Eagle. So somehow <laughs> they let the three of us not just be on the sidelines during a football game with the cheerleaders and jumping up and down, which, okay, that's not a big deal. But before that, we got to lead the pep rally at the school and introduce the team and literally run the pep rally, but they never told us what we were supposed to do. So we were literally like, they gave us microphones. We announced the team in, we announced the coach and all that. We we announced the cheerleaders (laughs) and we kind of, and then I just remember vividly, Jared was in the Eagle outfit and it was Mike and I were at center court and we just like looked at each other and we didn't know what to do. And so Mike just went, uh, all right, uh, you can all go home and everybody <laughs> cheered and then like just left. Oh and, and no. I was like, were we allowed to do this? Like, I, uh, I don't, I don't really know, but I didn't know what else to do. So yeah. So that everybody go home. <laughs> and, and what's funny, if you saw the way Mike moves, the eagle outfit had padding on the chest, so it always looked like it was puffed out, like yeah. a diff, like a tough eagle. You know what I'm talking about right. as it's walking. But Mike already walks, at least he used to, and I can't see us changing with an exaggerated. I assume it's from swimming, and I'm doing it now towards Sarah very aggressively, but like with his chest out naturally. So to see him walking in this eagle outfit with a pillow on his already puffed out chest, it. I mean, it was as cartoony as and it was wonderful somewhere i have a yearbook photo of all of Aww, us together i hope so we got on the nightly news for it they brought oh, us down wow. they brought us down to channel four and oh. uh we sung kumbaya and we, almost, we actually almost, why did you sing kumbaya well they, it was a, our rival team that we were playing and so they brought us down okay. with the other mascots and they made us and the cheerleaders all sing kumbaya like we were uh. building bridges because at one point their mascots came over to the other side oh god what, the stallions Here, yeah here's another oh, here's another thing they had two mascots, but the guys took it really seriously. And mm. we were very clear that we were not taking it seriously. Mm. So they came over and were like getting bowdy with us to the point where like teachers came getting to what sep- with you? a little bowdy, little bowdy, 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 like, uh, like attitude. They were looking to, huh. looking to get into fisticuffs. I've never heard that bit. word before in my really? life. Huh. Yeah. Like rowdy, about, bowdy, bowdy. yeah. I guess. Okay. I really don't know the entomology of it, but <laughs> sure, let's go with bout. They were looking to have a bout, Sarah, a sporting match right. uh, of fisticuffs. And teachers actually, had, well, and teachers actually had to get between us. And of course, there's Mike in the eagle outfit again with his chest so out. I mean, just it's so out there. I will have to try and find this yearbook photo and get it to you. You can put that Aww. on uh, Instagram because that was a good memory. So that's my cheerleading experience all right and then we borrowed the outfits when we went to states and we wore them wow yeah so there you go who went to states the football team they did yes they won states that year which is you went to canton uh maslin yeah Yeah. is it matt is maslin here canton and maslin are right next to each other we went to yeah we went to maslin and it's one of those things looking back it's like you go yeah we went to states my senior year it's like i wasn't on the team i knew a couple (laughs) of guys on the team like I didn't do anything. But the important thing is you were there. I was there. Well, that's a whole nother story. We'll save that for when we do a movie about football. Oh, uh, oh the in the ending competition, I just liked that it. it was probably still in San Diego, but they said Daytona, mm-hmm. they but it looked like Florida. but it looked like they were staying in the Polynesian at Disney. Oh, really? Well, it looked like it, it was just like a were. tiki. It kind of looked like it to me, but then I knew the whole thing. 
took place in San Diego. So it's yeah, like, it was filmed in what Oceanside, California. Something, uh, yeah, something like that. Well, Sarah, let's dive into the ever-present question: Was this wonderful movie a romantic comedy? Mm-hmm. So let's run down some of our trips. So the meet cute is in class. Good meet cute. One of the only scenes in class. It's the only scene in, in class. class. Yeah. They don't come back to class, I guess? I don't think so. I think that mm. is literally the only time they're in class. And it's the only teacher or instructor or coach mm. or any adult, well, authority figure that we see for the school. Uh, good meet cute, though. He comes in. Yeah. Jocks are giving him some trouble. He doesn't seem too phased by it. Right. She's nice to him. They have some He's like, oh, witty banter. You're cool. Yeah. Kind of. But he doesn't know she's a cheerleader. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They can't be together because she has a boyfriend, which he doesn't know about until much later. And then he feels like bad about it because he found out that she wasn't actually free. Uh, The other reason they can't be together is because he's like an alternative dude and she's like a cool, popular cheerleader. But I mean, they have good, they have really good chemistry, I think, through the whole movie. Yeah. I, I thought all their interactions that were supposed to be cute and flirty and, and uh, teenage awkward felt genuine. Yeah. Felt genuine. And I know we've seen some bad chemistry on the yeah. show watching oh them. Gosh. Like, this, these two actually worked really well together. Yeah. I liked them. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the soundtrack already. I'm trying to think of montage. I guess there's like a cheering oh, when they're practicing. There's practicing. Then anytime there's a competition, both competitions have kind of like a montage yeah. of their acts. Cheer montage. Oh, um, when they're training for it and they're learning all the different dances. Mm, that's she's what I was Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The practicing montage. Well, yeah. So yeah, monta- we definitely have a montage in there. So her sassy side friend would be Eliza Dushku. Yeah. Who was we haven't even talked about? Who was great in this movie? <laughs> yeah, how she went from alternative girl to Full straight cheerleader. cheerleader when she comes out in the cheerleading outfit. But here's the thing that I did like about this: hmm. it, it was a click, and it was like Eliza Douche who came in. It was standoffish. Yeah, but then they all ended up being God. What did she say? Something that. Uh, Torrance said something like, we're all really nice people or we're all good, we're fun people. Mm-hmm. And then it immediately was clear, like, no, they are really fun people. Like, Elijah Dushko has been one over. No one in this group, well, some of them were a little, not, the couple girls weren't super nice. But as a whole, mm-hmm. like, they just seemed like a really cool group of people. Again, yeah. like, there's not a huge villain in this. I mean, there's... Yeah. She overcomes... The jerky members of the team. Yeah. And Eliza Douche, who progresses past her own preconceived notions it's of true. what cheerleaders are. It's true. Their jobs are that they're cheerleaders. cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> Their location is definitely California. I mean, it's like a classic California rom-com. I mean, I feel like they all like, she's all that, this, clueless, like they're California. The California. Yeah, but would this... Would this work? Is I don't think this would work as well as a cheering team in Columbus, Ohio, or like an East no. Coast cheering team. It has to be somewhere that's very like bright and mm-hmm. upbeat, and yeah, you know, like bring it on. Set in Akron, Ohio, you <laughs> not know? quite the same. It wouldn't Although be the same. Movie. Glee is set in Ohio. Yeah, it is, but Glee isn't bring it on. No. I mean, Glee does have kind of an edge to it on on some. Mm. Some subjects. Yeah. This is as I mean, this sunny is pretty, as California. This is pretty is. glossy. Speaking of which, there's a lot of levity. Oh, the whole movie is levity. When mm-hmm. do we have a moment it's of like not eating levity? a marshmallow that has a little bit of sand in it? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, sorry. Even their even their sexual assaults are treated with a great amount of levity. Yeah, that's that's the sand. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sand in the the, in the marshmallow. Sand in the marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. That's the sand in the marshmallow. Yeah. This one. Um, what's the subgenre? I don't know. It's not really like a screwball comedy. Not exactly. No, it's a high school. Yeah, I guess if high, that's if that's a subgenre, I guess high, a high school. school. Yeah, because I mean, it does really center on that they are in high school and that's the point in their lives it's like if it was a collegiate cheering squad it would not be the same movie i mean if it were 
it's an it's a high school movie, but if it were collegiate, it would be like Pitch Perfect, maybe. Yeah, well, that's what I'm kind of saying. But that's that is different. There's parties in that. There's a lot more. The yeah. romance is a lot more. That's forward. True. It's not quite as like innocent. Like this. This was a very innocent movie too, as a whole. Yeah. I mean, granted, she walks in on her boyfriend. There's a lot sleeping. of swearing. Yeah, but I mean, oh, if you kind her of look- boyfriend's college girl that he hooks up with mm. she's like you were a cheerleader turns out in real life she's a lakers cheerleader really yeah oh that's fantastic is this funny cameos did we have any cameos the director's wife is in it ex-wife ex-wife yeah uh no i can't think of any off the top of yeah. my head uh, lots of physical comedy, obviously, because it's a very physical movie. Oh, when that girl gets broke in the very beginning of the Oof, movie? Yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow for practice. <laughs> no, you won't. Um, you know what? This movie actually did have quite a few jokes that wouldn't fly today, because they say when she, after she gets hurt, like, oh, she'll be cheering at the Special Olympics until March. That Oof. probably wouldn't fly. There's the obvious digit slip that would not fly like we talked about, yeah. and then, and then football when the football team. team is playing and a random squad comes over to cheer against them, and they go, "That's all right, that's, that's okay. okay. You're You'll gonna be... work for us someday. No, you're gonna pump our gas someday." Oh, the, the my school used to do shit like that. Really? Yeah. Didn't Harvard get in a shit ton of trouble for doing chants like that a few years ago? I don't know. I'm almost sure they did. I mean, it's a terribly inappropriate thing to say. We pumping gas work for us, yeah. Yeah, I'm Ooh. almost sure that it was either, either Harvard or Yale, one of them got into a bunch of trouble for chanting oh, stuff no. like that at another at another school. Whoops. Well, it, though, yes, terrible thing to chant, but you're looking to get in someone's head. Mm-hmm. That's gonna do it. Yeah. I mean, someone started chanting. If I'm at a bowling match, Sarah, <laughs> as a bowler. And someone starts telling me that I'm going to pump their gas, boom, they're in my head. Really? And they ain't leaving. They're hmm. setting up. They're that would putting just a motivate me. Down. Oh, I become furious, but I, I that doesn't get me to lock in. If anything, that like, huh. I've got to be very breezy. Uh, you know, if I focus in, I start worrying about the mechanics. You know, uh. that bowling swing, Sarah, it's just, it's got to be fluid. You got to be loose. <laughs> got to be loose. <laughs> All right. You're the bowler. I am. Was there any real world advice? Not specific. Probably not overtly stated, but yeah. to me, the message of the whole movie was like, just find something you love and you'll be happy. Cause and I mean, don't, don't steal other people's shit. And don't steal other people's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Have integrity. But I mean, like, you know, she really loved cheerleading. She threw herself into yeah. it. Yeah. So I know, I guess that would be like, when he find... says like, you're a great cheerleader. Maybe you're just not captain material. Well, yeah, but, fu- but I, it, and then me... at the end, she's like, you're a great guy. You're just not boyfriend material. material. Good burn. But yeah, burn. That, that would be kind of my message. I'd take out of it. Not stated though. Unfortunately, like find something you love, throw yourself into it is with all your heart. I mean, because mm-hmm. the way he loves like music is obviously like that's his thing. Yeah. And again, he kind of showed her inadvertently that she's mm-hmm. into cheerleading and dance. She but gets Big Elijah Red Duke loves cheerleading it. with all her heart too. Yeah. And she's evil. She's. We don't know a lot about Big Red's backstory other than she's pregnant. Maybe she's scared. <laughs> she's still evil. She does bad things. But she's still big <laughs> when i saw this movie that opening montage where she, she says that i used to butt in the conversation saying that and no one knew what i was talking Aww. about because it is burned into my head I'm big, big red. red there were two girls when i worked up at fountain point that were young but like looking for trouble like they were like 15 <laughs> or 16 does that make sense young but looking <laughs> like they were just always wearing their bikinis and walking around trying to like see what was going on okay and like i was like 20 i'm like these girls what are you doing and they were one was always sunburnt and the other was like bigger and had red hair so they were pinky and big red and they just walked around <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, have you guys seen Pinky and Big Red today? They're like, oh yeah, they've been around. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's just a wonderful story. <laughs> I don't know if they ever found anyone. What they got up to. The adventures of Pinky and Big Red. <laughs> yeah. Wandering around. That sounds like a children's book. Well... I mean, but not them in bikinis, but I mean like... <laughs> um. It's Pinky of the Brain. I think it would obviously have. Oh, see, I was thinking like a dog, like dogs, like kind oh. of not like Clifford the dog, Big Red, mm-hmm. but like you know, yeah, it is. It is towing the line of Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can't make that into a property. Too close to yeah, too close to other things. <laughs> Pinky and the Brain, if they were slutty and dumb <laughs> and sixteen. <laughs> uh. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me think of it every time. Nice. What do we have? Any other any other tropes? No. Huh. Precocious child. Oh. Oh, well, her brother. Yeah, but he's not really like. Yeah, I guess he. Per- <sighs> he. Mo- I mean, he mocks some of the ridiculous stuff that she does in a way, yeah. and like grounds her. There's, but there's not really anyone giving, like you said. There's no real like pers- sit down advice. Mo- you know what? Maybe what? that's the advice that they were they were happy with second because they genuinely want it. Feels like you know? first. Yeah, maybe like you don't. You know, not getting first. If you're not first, you're last. That's a terrible life philosophy. Mm. Maybe that's the lesson of the movie. Yeah, you gotta do your best. Actually, yeah, I guess that is the whole point of the movie. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. Well then, Sarah, that brings us to the ultimate question of if a alien came down to Earth and asked you mm-hmm. to show them a romantic comedy on a scale of one to ten, how likely would you be to show them this movie? <laughs> Is this a romantic comedy? No. You don't think so? Walk, walk the dog on me. What score are you giving it? Like a five and a half. Ooh, okay. Because it's not. It's It's a cheerleader movie. That it's, has a little bit of romance thrown in there, mm. but not really. That's not the impetus of the movie. It's like ancillary shit. It's interesting, but the whole point of the movie is the competition. And it's almost Torrance's coming of age in a way. Yeah. I wouldn't. I agree with you on that. I think that's a good synopsis <clears throat> of it. Mm-hmm. I or good analysis of it, but. I would give it something just a little bit higher because to me it it does feel like a romantic comedy in those moments. You know, like their interactions are sincere. They are very yeah. you know, flirtatious. They do have a connection. The and it is tape. strong. The mi- yeah, the mixtape demo. Yeah, yeah, like the demo mixtape. Mm. I mean, there are these moments that are distinctly romantic comedy feeling, these moments of high school innocence. I I would probably put it higher than that. Well, I would put it higher than that. I I would probably give it like a six and a half. Yeah. But that's on the high end because you're right. It's the romance is definitely secondary to everything with the cheerleading. Mm-hmm. But it's undeniable to, that it's there. The connection <laughs> they have. God, this is such a good movie. If you've made it, you know, an hour into this podcast mm-hmm. and you haven't seen this movie. Go watch it. Well, finish this, rate, review, and subscribe. But then go (laughs) get this movie. And And then listen again. And just buy it. Just buy it. You're not going to regret buying this movie because it is endlessly entertaining. And Mm -hmm. it's so, it's very. good cheers to learn. Well, it seems self aware, too. You know, like that it's, that it is cheesy and that they do have the. uh, He said he didn't make sure to include, he made sure to include, the director said, you know, tropes of cheerleader movies in there. He's like, mm-hmm. we had there to have couple, the locker. Yeah. He's like, we had to have the locker room mm-hmm. scene. It's like, you know, he plays the mime. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is just an endlessly enjoyable movie. And it, <laughs> I, I do, my last note that I do have here is that like, this movie just made me feel happy. There's not mm. like a hard down beat in it like the worst part is when Torrance finds out they stole the routines and then everything else is just like all right let's fix it like, yeah. like we're doing this thing it's not like you know she never stays down yeah, yeah the whole movie is just up you're just mm. it's a constant climb and mm-hmm. I, I cannot say nice enough things about it yeah is it a romantic comedy it's on the lower end yeah I'm saying six five are you sticking with mm. your five five yeah. five five and a half five and a half and a six and a half 
that's what we got. We'll take it. Yep. Okay, well, if someone wanted to check out our Instagram, Sarah, and connect with us there, where would they do they that? They should. It's romcomcomdotcom on Instagram. Excellent. Yeah, and also go on, help us out. Just pop on iTunes, rate this bad boy, subscribe to this bad boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, every star counts, every review counts, and we appreciate it. And also, uh, in addition to thanking you for doing that in advance, I want to thank, this is my suitcase, wonderful Columbus band, for letting us use their song Love off the album The Keys to Cat Heaven as our intro and outro. So check them out and, uh, like, all their side projects. There's a bunch of um, <laughs> good ones. Stuff going on. Well, I had fun, Sarah. Me too. Burr. It's cold in here. There must be some toys in the atmosphere. <laughs> Nothing. Something about Shakespeare. <laughs>